welcome to the Purity for Life podcast, episode 189. My name is Frank Honus. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. We are uh, getting so close to um, episode, monumental episode 200 of the Purity for Life podcast, and and almost one well one more one more to go until we reach 190. So we're getting close to uh, celebrate. Um, pretty special podcast coming up hopefully here uh in the next probably within the summertime i would imagine so i hope you guys will enjoy that but let's talk about what's happening this week i've got a couple great segments for you on the podcast this week uh one one is the first segment feature segment this week we talk about uh the issue and the topic of masturbation and our conviction as a ministry my conviction as a man uh in sexual recovery uh, that masturbation is essentially very unhealthy and unproductive uh, for a man, for a woman, for you know a person who, especially walking in recovery from sex addiction. And I, you know, I share a few reasons why that is. And I, so I hope you guys will really consider that segment and and you know use it as food for thought in your own life and your own recovery. And uh, you know, and enjoy and enjoy that segment. Make that uh, an encouragement, a challenge to you uh, to you know really think about uh, the effects that that masturbation has. So, share a little bit about that, and then also a, a segment from our archives. We pull a, a really great interview from May eleventh, twenty twelve, an interview that I did uh, with Anthony Trader, who is the co-founder. Of a, of a local ministry here on the Delmarva area called The Underground. The Underground is just an awesome, awesome ministry that is helping men and their spouses find healing from sexual addiction. And they host four workshops every year in the spring and in the fall for men and their spouses to uh, to come together and to really get some great counseling, some great teaching, and really ultimately healing um, and so I, I want to pull that pull that out of the archives. Like I said, share that interview with you. Um, like I said, it's from May 11, twenty twelve. So it goes back a few years. But the underground has has been going strong for the last several years, um, even since this interview was done. So some really good stuff there from Anthony. I want to let you guys listen to, and um, just just um, uh, really really good stuff happening this week. So enjoy these segments, and we'll be back after. Uh, after those segments for some closing comments and some incredible ways that you can connect with Purity for Life. Enjoy the podcast. Purity for Life exists to help individuals live with sexual integrity through Jesus Christ, uh, with sexual purity, and to do whatever it takes to be the man or woman that God has called them to be. And and that is the mission. That's the goal. Um, the reason I bring up the topic of, of uh, this topic of masturbation um, acting out is uh, simply because in, in recent years, I've, I've read, um, you know, articles and blogs and seen different kinds of opinions, um, even amongst, which is really kind of scary to me, um, even amongst the church and even amongst Christians that say, well, you know, masturbation, it's not really mentioned in the Bible. It's not really talked about. There's really no specific reference to it. So it's okay, probably. And there's just this like, just this idea, this overgeneralization of the, uh, of, of the act itself and the fact that, well, yeah, maybe the Bible talks about lust and 
you know, and, and adultery and things like that, but it doesn't mention this specific act. And so, you know, we should, you know, it's probably okay to, to do, you know, and, and not, there's um, just, just not this real sense of conviction about, um, about masturbation as there would be about anger, about jealousy, about, you know, uh, stealing and lying, you know, which are all, which are all sins. And I guess the premise that I want to take, the main point that I want to make is that just because the Bible doesn't mention specifically, have the specific word of masturbation in it, doesn't mean that it is not a health, an unhealthy, it's not a, uh, an unhealthy behavior and habit. Um, the reality is that masturbation is enslaving uh, men and women every single day. And this whole idea, you know, people get in the weeds about, well, you can you can do the act without, you know, any kind of fantasy or lust behind it. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly, I, I feel like there's an, there's a real over, um, I feel like there's just a justification there. And um, and let me just, you know, kind of put a put a, a star on all of this just to say that, you know, um, there are edge cases, there are specific edge cases within marriage. Let me just say that. Let me put that underline within marriage, you know, where people will bring up, um, you know, where there's medical issues for one or both of the spouses, uh, maybe one spouse and the other where, where, you know, sexual intimacy is, is very difficult or maybe not, uh, uh, not capable at all. Or maybe there is a, you know, military serviceman who is separated from their spouse for, you know, months and months, maybe, uh, you know, more than several months at a time. And I think in that case, in that situation, the Bible also talks about um, in in marriage about what is acceptable and what is pleasing, what is honorable to um, between a husband and a wife. They have to uh, decide that, you know, uh, especially, um, you know, it being uh, certainly honorable and respectful and and, uh, and loving. And I think there's a lot of criteria there, but, but let's back up again to the main issue. Um, I, I really do believe that, um, that sexual purity um, and sexual integrity involves uh, just that. It, it involves all things. It involves our mind. It involves our heart. It involves our behavior. It involves our, our body. And again, the reality is that, um, you know, the reality is that sex was designed, you know, sexual intimacy was designed between a husband and a wife, right, to in, within marriage, the context of marriage. And, um, you know, sexual intimacy, you know, sex was not designed for um, between a man and his hand. And that is just the truth. Um, and I feel like there's just a uh, there's a real compromise taking place in some ways today in our culture where we sort of edge the you know kind of just cut the corners a little bit and yeah the big things that the Bible mentions you know we we understand that but 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 uh, behaviors you know like masturbation are are okay and believe me I I I, I you know it's it's a difficult difficult behavior to find freedom from I work with men every single day every week. Who are struggling in this area, and they're they're really their goal is to stop looking at pornography, and to stop lusting. But this is this is a difficult you know next step for them to take, and I get it, I get it, I totally get it. I understand the difficulty behind uh, behind staying pure, you know, keeping your mind pure, keeping your heart pure. But again, 
you know, it's it's um, you know, initially in recovery, it's it's about making small goals. You know, I'm gonna make it my goal this week to go a week without masturbating or, or, or a month, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever it is for you. And I see men find freedom all the time and find healing from that. And so, you know, eventually, um, you know, just like porn and just like lust and fantasy, you know, masturbation should be one of those goals that guys have of, you know, of, of not, you know, abstaining from, I think, and, and not doing, you know, um, and kind of going a little bit more into the into the weeds, I guess um, it it is a, it is an unhealthy behavior, and it's if it's and if it's um, the, you know the question I would stand back and ask if it's so if it's so healthy, and which some people would say, well, it, it, it doesn't really hurt or harm a person, you know what I mean, and, or maybe it's, it brings some kind of physical release or health, you know, which which it does, but. It, it, my question would be uh, not to just play devil's advocate. Would be if it's so healthy, then why can't you stop? If it's so healthy, then why can't you just you know? Uh, so if you can't stop doing something, a behavior, then it's obvious that it's controlling you. So at the very, very least, the very minimum, whether it you know the Bible mentions it as sin, which you know I think the actual act and behavior you know is rooted in in um, you know it's rooted in lust, it's rooted in sin. It has to be. Um, at the very least, if even if it weren't, and, and you're not able to stop doing something, then it's controlling you. And so, you know, that's that's. I feel like just just put that out there today, and not not as a not trying to start an argument with anyone or trying to start a debate. But the reality is, we need to stand firm, especially in this year and in this culture. We need to stand firm as the church, as believers, as those who are wanting the best that God has for us. We're wanting sexual purity. We're wanting wholeness in our lives. We need to stand firm on what is right and what is true. And there's a lot of deception out there. There's a lot of uh, people out there that are just, you know, uh, maybe their intentions are great. And please understand, I know there are people out there that have great intentions, but the message that you're selling is false. The message that you're selling is a lie. And um, the overwhelming, overwhelming majority, um, and the the overwhelming, I think, point is that it is a very unhealthy behavior, uh, especially especially outside of marriage. I don't feel like it's necessarily a, a healthy behavior inside of marriage because if if you are married to the other person, likelihood is that. Um, I'm praying that you are both, you know, emotionally connected and physically connected and and intimate with each other. And again, if that's the case where, you know, going back to where there's a medical issue, you know, there are edge cases. And, um, you know, that has to be a conversation, I think, between a husband and a wife, how you would handle a medical issue or a separation issue where, you know, there's a person like in the military or whatever it is. But uh, the, the vast majority of, of cases, um, I think, are those people who are who are struggling with it as an addiction because that's what that's what it is. So, just putting that out there today, and, and this whole response is just in response to an article that I read recently that suggested that masturbation could somehow heal us from uh, from being addicted to pornography. That it's somehow a gateway in between, sort of. Um, transition to get free of pornography and um i i think the author's maybe the author's intentions was uh was good but it was it was pretty bad in my opinion pretty bad writing and uh, pretty unhealthy very very mixed message so 
just um, just putting that out there. I, I hope that that's I hope that that makes sense. I hope that's clear, and not in any way do I want it to come across as condemning at all. I just want you to know that 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 freedom and healing and hope, it's all possible, and the reality. And just to underscore all of this and to wrap this this video up is just, is that um, purity and recovery is a process. It takes time to become the man or woman that God wants you to be. And you don't get over porn in one day. You don't get over masturbation in, in one day or one week or one month. It's just not the reality. It takes time. But your goal, my goal, should be to get free no matter what. If we want that, if we want, as I heard somebody say it recently, a beautiful life, if we want uh, a life you know, of, of living whole, we should. our goal should be uh, purity in, in all its forms. And so that's my prayer for you today. The Underground Ministry uh, is a ministry that myself and Rob Horner uh, came up with because of our own struggles that we've had and uh, what it, I guess the under, Underground Ministry means to me is it's, uh, it's transparency, it's honesty, it's, uh, it's being real, uh, it's a ministry targeted for mainly men that struggle with sexual purity, sexual addiction, that being um, pornography, masturbation, fantasy, adultery, homosexuality, exhibitionism. I mean, any 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 attempt to meet your emotional needs through some sexual avenue. Um, so it's it's like a I don't know. It's for me. I want to say it's like my one of my passions, my baby, my my desires. Um, because I didn't have the underground when I was coming, trying to learn about this thing when I was coming up. So that's what it means to me. Um, it's life changing. And I guess just on a side note too, I was thinking yesterday as you were speaking, how I came to the, I walked into the workshop and got here. Um, you made a statement that I thought was really intriguing. I know I've heard you say before, but I also wanted you to talk a little bit about, you said something to the effect of that sexual addiction is nothing more than an intimacy disorder. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit and what that means? We have guys that struggle or, or anybody that struggles with sexual addiction is, is when we attempt to meet the emotional needs we have through something sexual. No different than an alcoholic who attempts to uh, to drink alcohol because he's mad, happy, sad, depressed, or whatever, anxiety. And the intimacy aspect of it is it it, it strips you of that intimacy. Um, God designed us to be one with our spouse. Um, sexual addiction is the opposite of that. Um, and so... Intimacy is actually closeness, being close. And if you have a sexual addiction, uh, you're not close. You're not. You don't feel close with God. You don't feel close with uh, your wife, girlfriend, your parents, your pastor. Um, you don't feel. Uh, you feel like something's wrong with you. You feel shame, which is something. You know, guilt is I've done something wrong. Shame is I am something wrong. Um, so. 
any sort of sexual addiction is is anti-intimacy, which would you could call an intimacy disorder. Because you don't know how to relate. You don't know how to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, you've trained your brain, and, and, and maybe through your childhood, uh, things have happened. They, no one ever taught you how to be intimate, how to be honest, how to be close. And with the greatest respect to the church, we're also, we're also uh, not teaching intimacy. We're teaching the appearance of intimacy. I guess that leads me to another question, too, is do you feel like, um, where do you feel like the issue of sexual addiction lies within our, lies within the church, within um, the lives of men? Do you feel like it's it's still an underground kind of issue, or do you feel like it, this is an issue that is coming, is beginning to trickle and bubble up out from underneath the underground? Well, I, I guess I need to say that the, the name underground came from that very thing. When you struggle with something like this, you feel dirty, you feel underground, you feel disgusting. Um, you feel that, that, I mean, around you is darkness and secrecy. and um, So that's why we call this, this ministry the underground. Um, but to answer your question, uh, I think it is coming, bubbling out, because you can't hold it down. Um, but it is still greatly... Um, it's, it's still diminished. It's still it's still underground because I think uh, I mean you go to church and you stand up in the pulpit and you say hey man I'm recovered I'm two weeks sober from um, getting hammered or, or or doing drugs and you know they're going to stand up and clap and be like praise God but you say I'm two weeks sober from masturbating and looking at porn or um, just got out of jail for inappropriately touching someone uh, they're going to freak out. Right. And in some ways, right. they in some ways they should take boundaries to protect themselves from, um, I guess, a predator in, in situations. But in other situations, it's just very good men and women in a very bad place. So it's bubbling out. It's got to come out because you can't hold it down. Catholic Church has tried for years to um, keep this thing, uh, their their struggles, um, on lock and in secrecy, and, and they've been unable to do it. Right. Do you see this issue? Um, do you see this issue of sexual addiction? Uh, I, I guess what I'm asking is, what, what do you see as the future of it? Do you see it as a, as a growing epidemic? Do you see it as a, one that is um, that there's there's hope for as far as there there it's this is treatable. This is something that men can be free of, or is this something that men have to live with for the rest of their lives? Well, statistically. Again, statistics aren't completely accurate, but they give you a good idea. 30 to 50% of all men within Christianity have a level of sexual struggle of some sort, sexual addiction of some sort, or sexual struggle, not everyone's addiction. But that's a high percentage, and I guess you'd have to ask yourself, how often do you hear this talked about in church? And not just talked about, about not, don't do it, that's wrong, but actually treatment on what to do about it. So I do think this is growing. I think it's mildly being addressed. Um, There is hope. There is healing. Um, When I say healing, I mean uh, this thing takes time. Um, God, we know, has the capability to... Uh, put his hands on you and you're free yeah. from uh, all disease and sickness. But we also know that God 
uh, people die of cancer and, and, and things do happen. And, and uh, so when you got someone that struggles with a sexual addiction and the sexual addiction comes from somewhere, childhood of some sort, then it's going to take a while to walk out of that. So purity is not a destination that you arrive to. It's more so a journey that you're on. And the decision is going to have to be made whether or not you're going to fight that journey. So, uh, yes, yes, there is healing. Um, but it needs to be done through your emotions, and that often takes a long time. Okay. I know one of the things that we've talked about on the, the podcast the last couple of weeks has been um, the fact that there's been a lot of debate recently, more, more recently, about sexual addiction. And that, um, and I've heard a little bit. You've probably heard a little bit on whether this is classified as an actual addiction, or if it's more or less a struggle, or or, or whatnot. It's you know, it's not classified as or the the debate. The debate is 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 it classified with you know alcohol addiction, drug addiction, drug mm-hmm. abuse. You know right. what I mean? Those kinds of addictions. But I, I guess we've seen growing uh, growing evidence that you know your brain can be pretty jacked up, right? Yeah. And your brain can produce chemicals, yeah. you know what I mean, that cause this addictive behavior. I mean, right. is, is, is that what we're seeing? I mean, is it, I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is, um, will there be a day where it is officially classified? Yeah. I mean, there, the, the diagnostic manual that psychiatrists, psychologists, you know, therapists use is the DSM. And, the sexual addiction as a whole is not in there, but various forms of sexual addiction is in there, like fetishism, exhibitionism, voyeurism. Those are actually classified as p- clinical problems. Um, but it, it is unimportant to me whether or not the psychology world identifies this as a problem or not, because it clearly is a problem. Um, the underground is only one of many ministries that target guys struggling with sexual addiction. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's a problem. It is a growing problem. I think it will be accepted, um, but I think it's, I think it's taboo for the church and for the world. It's normal. So you're caught between those two. The the church doesn't want to talk about it because it's. Well, why do you think the church struggles to talk about it? Because they don't they don't know where it comes from. Uh, they I think the whole um, a lot of church and as a whole doesn't talk about sex anyway. Um, PG-13 kind of thing so um, I, I don't think the church the church will tell you not to do it right um, but, they, but, they, but they don't necessarily have the answers on uh, kind of what to do with it and then the world is like do it it's all good so then there's this natural struggle with men. Where do I go? Mm-hmm. Who do I talk to? Yeah. Where, what, you know what I mean? How the do world I get doesn't accept me nor does the church so what do I do? And is that part of the reason? Is that why the underground exists? Yeah, yeah. I, if if the underground had boatloads of money in marketing, um, then we could obviously uh, have a workshop a weekend <laughs> uh, because of because of the struggle. So, but uh, it, it just takes time, man. It just takes time because not only is the marketing there, the marketing has to be there to get the word out to help people. Um, and, we, and we obviously have to rely on the Holy Spirit for that one as well. But the men have to be ready. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, the men that are at the workshop we're doing now um, are ready. But at last workshop, they weren't. So, you know, it's not like a restaurant where um, you can guarantee that people are going to be hungry that day mm. or, or, or a couple times that day. Um, this is a, a ministry that relies upon um, people's willingness to change conviction in their heart. So you got to be there for whenever that does happen. What do you see, uh, I guess this is the last question I have, what do you see as the future of the underground ministry? Um, what direction are you guys heading to? What, what, what direction would you like to head into? Well, we do, uh, the, main, the, main, the main aspect of the underground ministry for me is the workshops that we do, the three-day workshops that are about six months of counseling in three days. It's, it's, it's insane. And, and the price of the workshop is one-third of the price of six months of counseling. So, you, you know, it's, a, it's really a no-brainer um, in that aspect. So my hope for the future of the underground would be that we would continue doing men's, <coughs> men's workshops, um, mm-hmm. that we would continue, that we would start uh, a wives' workshop for the mm-hmm. wives of the husbands that don't know what to do with this, uh, that we would do a couples' workshop, um, and we would do an under-18 workshop for, for boys. Wow. That, that's my hope. That's my my dreams. Um, and from that, you know, you, you know, I'm not going to be the cliche uh, Christian here, but from that comes uh, podcasts, websites, radio shows, uh, um, books, whatever. And, and and again, not the turn of profit. I mean, obviously, I have to feed my family, but uh, uh, just to reach out and minister to the broken people, right? Broken men, broken women, restore restore marriages through the grace of Jesus so that's a that's the long term goal um, that the underground that Jesus was would use the underground to help free men and women Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Anthony Trader and uh, from the Underground Ministry. Uh, just uh, he's an incredible friend to me, a really great friend, a great brother who is walking with me in in recovery and has really helped me tremendously in my in my on my journey. So if you're listening, brother, thank you so much for your influence in my life. Really appreciate you, Ant, so much. And uh, and also the the discussion that we had. Um, on or the topic that we talked about before that uh, segment on masturbation i hope that was just a a, you know just sort of thought provoking um in helping you understand the you know the the gravity and and the depth of of what masturbation is and and how impacting it can be on a person's life so uh, lots of lots more to discuss there are lots more to jump in there and I would welcome your discussion I would welcome your feedback and your thoughts and your your questions if you head over to our website which is pflhome.com pflhome.com there's a couple really great contact forms on there that you can drop us a line you can send us a question send us an email a message um, if you need more support more encouragement on your uh, recovery journey please check that out pflhome.com 
can always listen to all the podcasts back to episode one. Uh, tonight's interview with our the interview with Anthony was from episode five, believe it or not. So uh, going way, way back on that one. Uh, but you can listen to all that. There's lots of great resources and content available at pflhome.com. So and please follow us on social media. We're all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can check us out there. Lots of good stuff. So thank you guys so much for listening to episode 189 of the Purity for Life podcast. We'll see you soon. God bless.